ever thought this to yourself? Maybe you said one day, Well, I know I should read my Bible, and I know I should pray, but I'm too busy today. I have to go to the farm, and then I have to get home, and then I have schoolwork, and then I have to eat, and I have to bathe, and I'll be so tired, I just don't have time to read my Bible and pray today. I know I've had that thought before. But you know what? God's Word, the Bible, actually helps us when we have decisions like that to make. So let's see what our memory verse says for today. Our memory verse is found in Colossians 1.10. Colossians is in the New Testament part of the Bible. Now the Bible, it's a very big book. I couldn't read it all in one day. I don't think anyone could read it all in one day. The Bible is made of 66 books. There are 39 in the Old Testament, which is the first part of the Bible, and 27 in the New Testament, which is the second part or the back part of the Bible. Now, Colossians is one of the books in the New Testament. Our verse is found in Colossians chapter 1, verse 10. So if you want to find Colossians, you can go and turn to that book in your Bible. It's right after Philippians. And if you don't know how to find it, you can always go to the table of contents and turn to the page number that it says. And when you get to Colossians, find the chapter, chapter 1, and then verse number 10. And that is the address or the reference of our memory verse today. Can you say it with me? Colossians 1, 10. Say it again. Colossians 1, 10. Now, what does this verse say? It says that ye might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God. Colossians 1.10 So what does this verse mean? Well, let's take a look at it. Let's see what it means. The first part of this verse says that ye might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing. That means God wants you to live, to act, and even think in ways that please Him. And other people should see that God is making a difference in your life. So that first part, what does it mean? It means God wants you and me to live and act and think in ways that please Him. The second part says being fruitful in every good work. That means do good and kind things because they please God. And the last part of the verse says, and increasing in the knowledge of God. That means we can get to know God better. We can increase or we can have more of the knowledge of God. And how do we get to know God better? Well, we get to know him better when we read our Bible, when we go to church and Sunday school and things like that. So you can increase in the knowledge of God by getting to know him better when you read your Bible when you pray, when you go to church. So let's say our verse again. Colossians 1.10 That ye might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God. Colossians 1.10 God wants you and me to live in ways that please Him, and He wants us to get to know Him better each and every day. We can do good and kind things because they please God. And we can get to know God better when we read His Word, the Bible, and when we go to church and listen to His Word being taught. 
So this verse reminds us that God wants us to live in a way that pleases him by doing good and kind things for others and by getting to know God better. You can live in ways that please God only if you have received Jesus as your Savior. If you've never done that, you can receive him as your Savior today. Then you will become God's child, and he will help you to walk with him. But if you have already become a child of God, are you walking with him? And what I mean is, are you following him? Are you obeying him? Ask God to help you make choices that please him. And let others see that God makes a difference in your life. So let's say our verse again. Colossians 1.10 That ye might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God. Colossians 1.10 have a very best friend, you can answer my next question very easy. My question is, what do you have to do to be a very best friend? Well, you have to spend time together. You have to talk to each other. You have to listen to each other. And you have to spend time together and, and get to know the other person. And when somebody comes and teases your best friend or talks bad about them, you stand up for your friend, and you try to, to be there for your friend when they're going through a hard time. Did you know that God wants those who belong to him to be his close friends? And how can you be God's close friend? Well, we have a lesson today about Adam and Eve's great, 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 great grandson. And he can answer that question. He can show us more about that today. Now, Adam and Eve, as we remember... Cain, their son, had murdered his own brother, Abel. Maybe Adam and Eve would look at the sheep in the field and they would think about Abel and they would miss him terribly. They remembered how Cain had to leave. They didn't even know if they would ever see Cain again. Sin had brought such sadness into their life. Sin had entered the world through Adam and Eve and now it continued through Cain. And today, sin continues in our world through every person, even through you and me. The Bible says we are born with a desire to sin. And that means we're born with a desire to break God's laws, to go our own way instead of God's way. The Bible says all have sinned. You can find that in Romans 3.23. When you disobey your parents or you take something, 
that doesn't belong to you, you sin. Now God, he's pure from all sin, so he has to punish sin. And the punishment is to be separated from God forever. But God created you. He loves you. And because he loves you, he made a way for your sin to be forgiven. And that was by providing his son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus was perfect. He lived a sinless life. But he allowed wicked men to nail him to death on a cross. And Jesus willingly allowed that. He chose to let that happen. He bled and he died as God punished him for your sin. The Bible says the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanseth us from all sin. 1 John 1, 7. Jesus' body, it was buried in a tomb, but on the third day after, he came back to life. And today he is alive in heaven. And because of what he did, you can have your sin forgiven. That verse says the blood of Jesus Christ, his son or God's son, cleanses us from all sin. Jesus gave his blood when he died on the cross. And because he did that, it can cleanse you. It can forgive you of all of your sin. And today, you can be forgiven because of what Jesus did. You can receive Jesus and you can become God's child. And it's a wonderful thing to know that Jesus has power to forgive your sin. Because sin, it has been given to every person. Every person has been born with a nature of sin, with a desire, a want to, to sin. Ever since Adam and Eve sinned, everyone is born with that want to, to sin. And that sin continued through Cain. Adam and Eve, then Cain, Abel, and everyone else in the world now has sinned. And it brought great sadness to their family. First they lost Abel, and then Cain had to leave. And Cain, he went to a place called Nod. It was a land that was in the east of the Garden of Eden. And that land, Nod, it actually means wandering. Now here, Cain, he began to have a new life. He had to work very hard for his fruits and vegetables. He had to continue to grow for his family. He married. He had children and grandchildren and and. Then he became a great-grandfather, and generations went on like that. But the people in Cain's family, his descendants, or descendants were like his grandchildren, his great-grandchildren, those who came after him, his descendants, they had many abilities. In fact, they even created the first musical instruments, which were the harp and the flute. I'm sure it must have been incredible to hear musical instruments for the very first time in the entire world. Other descendants of Cain, they invented tools and weapons made of materials like bronze and iron. They built cities, they raised cattle, they farmed the land that they were in. And as the family continued to grow, they seemed to be doing really well, but they were missing something. They were missing something very important. They didn't know God. They did not have a relationship or a friendship with God. They chose to go their own way. They were involved in many sinful things. That showed they just did not want to please God at all. They only lived to please themselves. They took pride in their accomplishments. So instead of praising God for what they're able to do, they said that they were able to do it all. And they had pride in thinking that they were the best ones and thinking only of themselves. And today in the world, there's people who think that way and act that way. They want to 
live their own way instead of walking with God. If you've received Jesus as your Savior, God wants you to walk with him. And that means God wants you to have a close friendship with him. In the beginning of our lesson today, I was talking about what you have to be to be a best friend with someone. You have to talk to them. You have to spend time with them. The same thing with God. You have to spend time with God by reading his word, the Bible, and spending time with him when you pray to him in, in prayer. That's talking to God is, is praying. Best friends want to trust and please each other. They stand up for each other. So you can walk with God by having a close friendship with him, by spending time in prayer, by allowing God to speak to you through the Bible. Maybe instead of trusting God to help you with your problems, instead you worry or you get afraid. When you're tempted to do wrong, maybe you don't think about how you can please God by obeying him. And when other people around you speak badly about God, Maybe you don't say anything because you're afraid what others will say. If those things are true of you, then you haven't been walking with God the way he wants you to. God is your friend still, though, and he's always there to talk and to listen to you. He wants you to trust him. He's on your side when others are against you. He wants to walk with you, and he wants you to walk with him. But many people in the world today, they don't care about God. They don't want to walk with God. Even some people who have received Jesus as their Savior are not trying to walk with God. Instead, they choose to disobey God. They choose to live their own way, and that's the way that Cain's family lived. They did not know God. They did not have a relationship or a friendship with God. Adam and Eve must have been very sad to see how Cain's family turned away from God. But God gave Adam and Eve another son, and this son was named Seth. Now, when Seth grew up to be a man, he married, he had a family, and in time, he became a grandfather and a great-grandfather, just like Cain did. Seth's family was very different from Cain's family, though, because Seth's family, they followed God. They had a relationship with God. They knew God. They had a friendship with him, and they told others about God. Now, many generations went by in Seth's family. There was you know, grandfathers, and then it was a great-grandfather, and then a great-great, you know, generations went on like that. More children were born into the family. The Bible even lists the names of the family members, and it tells how long each one lived, and they lived a long time. Now, people in the very beginning of the Bible lived, wow, for very long times. Adam, the first man that God created, he lived, guess how many years? He lived 930 years old, and then he died. Wow. Could you imagine living over 900 years? That's a long time. Now, Seth, he lived 912 years, and then he died. Another descendant lived 905 years, and he died. Another one lived 910 years. Another one lived 895 years. Now, the Bible doesn't say why or how they lived to be so old. Maybe things were a little bit different in the new earth. Maybe the climate was different or things like that. We don't know for sure because the Bible doesn't say. But it does tell us the ages of these men and how old they were when they died. Wow. In the seventh generation from Adam... So like from Adam to his children, that's one generation. 
So seven generations from Adam, a baby was born to one of Seth's descendants. Now that baby was named Enoch. Now Enoch was Adam's great, 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 great grandson. Wow, that's a lot of greats. The Bible doesn't tell us much about Enoch, but it does tell us two important things. And one was that he was a man who truly loved God. The Bible says more than once that Enoch walked with God. He had a special friendship with God. And how would people know that Enoch and God were were very good friends? They would spend time together. I'm sure Enoch would spend much time praying and learning all about God. And Enoch must have tried to obey God in everything that he did. And even though people in the world around him, maybe they didn't seem to care about God, Enoch would tell them about God. The Bible says that Enoch was a prophet, and a prophet is a person who speaks special messages that God gives him. Enoch warned the people about their sin. He told them that one day God was going to punish sin for those who refused to believe in him. Do you think it was easy for Enoch to say that? For him to speak up for God? Do you think that was easy? No, I don't think so. People might have made fun of Enoch. Maybe they they gossip about him. Perhaps at times Enoch was just tempted to just be quiet, not say anything. But Enoch had faith. He trusted God. He believed what God said. So he obeyed God. And he walked with God. And if you've received Jesus as your Savior, God wants you to walk with him. And walking with God means you have a close friendship with God. And how can you do that? Well, you do that by having faith, by trusting, by believing in God and in his word, the Bible. You spend time with him when you pray and when you read his word. And you allow him to speak to you through the Bible. Now, God doesn't speak to you like a friend would just call you and talk to you. God speaks to you by telling you in his word what he wants you to do. When you are close friends with God, you want to please him by obeying what he tells you in his word. And you can speak up for God, even when others are disagreeing with you or making fun of you. Speaking up for God is not always easy. Sometimes it's very challenging. Sometimes it's hard to speak up for God, especially when everyone else is against you. But remember, God will help you to walk with him. And remember, our verse today tells us about walking worthy of the Lord. Let's say our verse again, Colossians 1.10, that ye might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. Colossians 1.10. Yes, God wants you to walk worthy of him. Have you ever heard the question, what would Jesus do? That's a very good question. Because when you have a decision to make, you can ask yourself, what would Jesus do? If Jesus was here on this earth, what would he do? Would he obey what God tells him to do? Yes, he would. So God wants you and me to obey. You can think about that question when you have a decision to make. And you can ask God to help you to walk with him to spend time with him, to have a close friendship with him. And Enoch, he walked with God too. He lived his life in faith and obedience to God. He spent his whole life walking with God. And his whole life, do you know how long it was? 365 
years. Then the Bible tells us something different, something unusual about Enoch. And that is that one day, God took his friend Enoch home to heaven without dying. Enoch did not die. God moved him from earth to heaven. Probably no one saw Enoch go to heaven. The Bible says he was not found. Perhaps his friends and his family searched for him. But in some way, God must have let them know that Enoch went, went to heaven to be with God. Now, Enoch's son, whose name, this is a big name, are you ready? His name was Methuselah. Can you say that name with me? Methuselah. That's a big name. And Methuselah lived a big number of years. He was the oldest person to ever live in the earth. Guess how long Methuselah lived? He lived 969 years. That's a very long time. 969 years. Now, generations of people, they lived and they died after Enoch. And some of them walked with God, but many of them did not. And you and me, if we have received Jesus as our Savior, God wants us to walk with him. Remember our verse from today? Colossians 1.10 that ye might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God. Colossians 1.10 So, you can remember, God wants you to walk worthy of Him. He wants you to get to know Him better, and He can change you on the inside, so you can do just that, so you can get to know Him better. And when you don't know how to walk with God, you can ask yourself, what would Jesus do? And you can think about that question. And when you have the answer, do it. God will be pleased with you. And others can see that God is real in your life. And maybe they will want to receive Jesus as their Savior too. And if you're here today and you've never chosen to receive Jesus as your Savior, well, that's the very first step in walking with God. Before you can walk with God and please him, you have to become God's child. And you can do that today. Remember your sin. It keeps you separated from God. But Jesus came to take the punishment for your sin. And he did that by dying on the cross for you. Now the Bible says in John 1.12, But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. John 1.12 now, to receive Jesus means you have to take him as your own. Take him as your own Savior. Trust in Jesus alone as your Savior. You have to believe in your heart that Jesus died on the cross and that he rose again to pay for your sin. He paid with his life and his blood for your sin. When you receive Jesus as your Savior, he gives you the right, he gives you the authority to become his child. And you can have your sin forgiven today. If you receive Jesus, he'll change you on the inside so that you can start to walk with God. You can choose this even now if you want to. You can tell Jesus something like this if you would like to receive him as your Savior. Dear Jesus, I have sinned and I am sorry. Please forgive my sin. I receive you as my Savior. I believe you died and rose again. Please change me on the inside. 
In Jesus' name, amen. If you would like to tell Jesus something like that and you truly mean it, you can do that and he will forgive your sin and he will make you part of his forever family, one of his children. And that's the best family to be in, God's family. Our lesson from today was found in the book of Genesis. If you would like to read it for your own, you can read it in Genesis chapter 4, verse 16, all the way to Genesis chapter 5, verse 29. And you can read about Enoch if this is the first time you're hearing about him and you want to read it right from the Bible. You can go to Genesis 4, 16 through Genesis 5, 29, and you can read it there from God's word. Well, that's all for this time. See you next time. Bye.